0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm so excited to have you back for another episode in my training for the London Marathon series and today's episode is going to be more of a focus on my balance between work and marathon training and this was a really interesting topic that got requested so I'm really excited to do an episode on it so sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Alright, welcome back to another episode. I am really, really excited about this topic because I think it's a really interesting one and it's been one that I wasn't sure I would be able to kind of Balance, I guess, between marathon training and a full time job. And I think this is maybe something that a lot of people perceive to be quite a hard thing. I think, depending on your job, especially and kind of what it asks of you and what it asks of you hour wise, it can definitely vary. But I personally just work a nine to six job every day. And so, and by every day, I mean Monday to Friday. I don't work on weekends. And It's a very enjoyable job, and I think that that is a big part of the reason why this balance is easier for me because i think if this were say a job that i didn't like a job that was a lot more stressful it would definitely be a lot harder for me to have the push and the motivation to want to balance the two i guess if that makes sense i think another element that really helps me with my marathon training is that my company offers a permanent distributed way of working so whether i work from home or in the office it's kind of up to me and i can kind of pick and choose when i go into the office and while I am someone that does quite like to go into the office, I can also stay work from home and on days like today, for example, it's currently six in the morning on a Friday. I do hundred lap Fridays at the pool that I swim at and like you have to sign up for like a slot and my slot isn't until 710 and the pool doesn't actually open till seven. And so and that typically takes me about an hour to swim. And so that also kind of just like takes up a big part of my morning and it's it makes it a little bit harder to get into the office. And so it's nice to know that I can always just work from home on days where maybe the marathon training's a bit more and maybe I just need to work from home and know that you know, that that's the way that I'll be able to start at nine. And so I think the flexibility is really, really great and is really nice for a lifestyle like mine at the moment, because it's quite full on. But I mean, kind of regardless of whether or not your workplace offers the flexibility between choosing to work from home or go into the office, I think building really healthy habits such as Whether you want to do your workouts in the morning and become a morning person like I kind of have over the past year is really, really important, and so not really relying on that flexibility, but I think it's just nice to know that it's there, but for me, it's really important for me to have early mornings, and I think I've developed those habits over the past year, and it's kind of because of the last job that I had because I... For quite a bit of it was waking up quite early for meetings because I was working from the US for a company in a different country and so kind of on different hours, but in the end it kind of worked out because I really do like being a morning person and I think that it's such a nice way to start your day and it may sound like really crazy to naturally wake up at like five, sometimes six in the morning. It's really nice for me to kind of have a morning to myself before I go and tackle the day. And so whether you're an evening person or a morning person, I think just implementing those habits and kind of having like a set structure or organized timetable of how you're going to kind of balance the two. And sometimes that can also look like taking your lunch to go and run or go to the gym or go swim. I know that I did that last week for one of my lunches just because I couldn't sign up for an earlier slot. And so just kind of working out like however you can work, you know, working out into your schedule, I guess. And for me, I don't necessarily prioritize marathon training over work. Obviously, work is more important to me, but I think marathon training is just something that I personally just work into my schedule and work into any free time that I do have. I know that one of the girls that I mentor that actually happens to listen to this podcast, so if she's listening, um, hello. I thought it was really interesting, one of the questions that she actually asked me, uh, she was kind of going through a lot of career-related questions. We have like a once-a-month catch-up sort of thing, and one of the questions that she had towards the end was kind of not career-related. And it was more so asking how to get back into like a routine post-COVID and like back into like, workout routines and like eating a healthier diet and that sort of a thing and I think that that's probably the case for quite a lot of people and I know that I've gotten like comments like that as well on some of my TikTok daily running vlogs and if you don't know about those you should go and check them out but yeah I think it's also just if this is like a new thing for you and for her like she's about to start a new job I think it's a great time to start like implementing a new routine and I'm someone who's quite structured and so I like to kind of see my week and have my schedule both on my phone as well as in my notebook and I have a whiteboard as well of like my week ahead and I just like to see things visually. I'm quite a visual person I guess and I think just being able to kind of time block and make time for you and if that looks like going into your schedule and if you want to fit working out into your working day and if that's an option for you like making sure that you time block out your lunch every day so that you do have that time to go and work out. Or like making sure that you're signing up for slots if that's kind of how your gym is doing things. Like I know that that's how mine's currently doing things. And so I think Sundays are typically like my day where I like to kind of prepare for the week and I'll erase the whiteboard and write down things that I have ahead for the week, both work-related and not work-related and making sure that I'm signing up for slots at the gym and making sure that I kind of know how my week is going to look and also lining that up with my training schedule. And I've mentioned this before, but my coaches at Boston Children's Hospital have come out with our own marathon training plans. And so I'm personally following a more advanced one. And I've been kind of, I think that's why I've been kind of documenting my daily running vlogs is just kind of like i think it's a nice to look back on but b i think it's quite interesting to compare running training plans but i'm also not really comfortable sharing out like that training plan visibly because i know that that's something that they've worked really hard on and so i'm also B doing these like daily running vlogs to raise awareness around boston children's hospital and hopefully get some donations i have gotten a good amount of money and kind of i, I guess i wasn't I, i'm hoping for more and i am happy with what I've gotten so far and I think that TikTok has actually turned out to be a really great platform to do all of my running kind of content and stuff and I think that it's been another great avenue aside from this to kind of document my journey but it's just been great because I think otherwise I I think I've talked about this before, but I always think it's really important to have something that you're really passionate about and like a hobby of some sort outside of work. And so you can be someone who enjoys your work and I do enjoy my work, but I think it's also really nice to have something to look forward to, something to call your own. And for a while, like that is that was and still is. The podcast, but now it's been my TikToks, and I do that every morning. And so it's been like a nice little fun thing that does kind of get me out of bed. And it's really cool to kind of interact with people that are also training for marathons. And like this guy commented about him signing up for the New York marathon and asking what training plan I'm doing. And I think it's really interesting. And I think that the running community is kind of everywhere. And so it's just been really cool to kind of connect that way. This has been a bit of a tangent, but if this is your first time listening to my podcast, and that if this is your first episode of mine, A, welcome, but B, I'm kind of talking about all of this and going off on a tangent because I'm running with the Miles for Miracles team with Boston Children's Hospital, and so I'm fundraising for them in the London Marathon, and I have a donation link in my bio if you want to check it out, if you want to learn more about where the money goes, but yeah, and by bio, I definitely mean the show notes of this episode, but I also do have it in both the podcast Instagram and TikTok bio. All of this said and done, though, I think that a big part of marathon training for me and this 18-week period is... Is diet. And I think that, you know, for me, I don't think that I can be as successful in my running if I don't have a good diet. And I touched on this in my last episode, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. But I basically spoke about why I'm not drinking during the 18-week period. And I think that for me, alcohol definitely affects me maybe differently to another person, but it really affects my sleep. It really makes me feel quite lethargic and just run down. And so I have really been seeing this is only week four that i'm kind of finishing up but i've really been seeing a lot of improvement in my pacing and it feels really strong which is really great so i'm excited to see what the next 14 weeks will bring and how my running will hopefully improve and obviously like the swimming and everything has been really helping with like my breathing as well but that's another tangent that i will not go on but also i just want to reiterate that when i say diet i do not mean that i'm having like egg whites for breakfast chicken and broccoli for lunch and dinner for me a good diet Diet just looks clean and it looks like whole foods and I I would say that I eat a very paleo-based diet and so a lot of meats, vegetables, grains and fruits and nuts and all that sort of stuff and i know that i want to do a whole episode and i know that it's been requested for kind of a what i eat in a week marathon training sort of episode and i think that that would be really interesting but like a typical day and especially like pre-runs in the morning it looks like whether it's oatmeal a rice cracker with peanut butter alongside a piece of fruit is really important and i've really learned over the course of like this period of like the last year and a half of how important carbohydrates are as a runner. And I think that that's something as someone who was anorexic, who had a lot of disordered eating growing up, and just, you know, my own issues and habits, bad habits that I developed, I think a big part of recovery was kind of relearning and reshaping that relationship with food. And especially as I've gotten into running, I've learned how important that is, but it is really easy. And I think even after recovery, you can still kind of have those thoughts pop up in your head. And a lot of learning how to distance run and really getting into distance running has has been pushing down those thoughts and, kind of like saying no to them and almost like kind of saying no with like facts and learning about how these carbohydrates actually fuel my body has been so absolutely critical in this running journey, I guess, and a very long-winded answer, but kind of circling back into that marathon training and work balance is it kind of looks like, you know, things like preparing a lunch and knowing that I'm, you know, preparing these lunches and knowing what goes into them. And so like typical lunches for me at the moment look like I've been going through a phase of of like these and trialing these like meat-free sausages, which have been decent and I'm typically a meat person, but I think I've been just trying to eat less meat and sometimes I go through phases of that. And so I've been going through, I, I have that sometimes along with like kale and sweet potato and I'll just kind of like fry that up in a pan and then put that in some Tupperware to take to work for the next day. I think it also just definitely makes work a lot easier, especially days that I do go into the office that I know that I already have brought a lunch because I used to definitely the person who would highly rely on like going to the shops at lunch and just kind of like picking out and choosing whatever I felt and so like some days that may look healthy and some days that may not look so healthy especially if you're having like stressful day and you know you want to just like get some like you know sweets or a soda or something which is fine and i think that i'm definitely a person that thinks that balance is really important in diet and i definitely have like i wouldn't call them cheat days but definitely like cheat meals and i think that those are still important to to incorporate and especially after your long runs i haven't had extremely long runs yet but I'm definitely going to start hitting those double digit long runs next weekend so very very excited but also going to definitely take in the recovery run this weekend before I go into next week but yeah I think that kind of covers how I'm approaching like this work. Marathon training balance and how I have been successful with it so far, knock on wood. But I think, again, I just want to reiterate that this is just what works for me. And I'm not telling anyone that you have to cut out alcohol and you have to eat clean. I think that these are just things that to me seemed like important in my marathon training and in order to be successful. And I think having this be my second marathon, I really am going for time and I really want to improve my time. I really was, I I was going for time last year, but if you go and listen to my last episode, or not my last episode, it was an episode where I was talking about my first marathon experience and it was a trail marathon and there's a whole story behind it, but I was not prepared in any way and I was just happy to finish it in the end. But you should go and check out that episode. But definitely this year I am focused on time and I'm focused on my pace. And so I think diet and not drinking has been really important to me, but also kind of in balancing and time blocking these runs and swims into my work-life schedule. But I lastly just want to reiterate that this sort of lifestyle for me does not mean that I cannot have fun. And I think that that's kind of the perception that I get from a lot of people is that, oh, you're not drinking and you're eating really clean. So you're not having like a fun summer. And this 18 week period does also fall into like my summer in London. And so it's been an interesting experience. But for me, I've really learned about like mocktails and non-alcoholic drinks. And a lot of places in London actually do things like non-alcoholic beers and mocktails, which has been really fun. And I think with like the right people as well, They'll respect what you're doing and they won't you know, bully you about it or give you crap about it. And I think as well, I definitely do treat myself, as I mentioned earlier, I definitely do believe in like going out and having a really nice, I don't know, treat. And for me, like I'm lactose intolerant, incredibly lactose intolerant. And so sometimes I'll go out for like a fun raw vegan dessert and those can be so, so good and so rich, but so, yeah, so very high in sugar and fats and all those sorts of things, but not things that I focus on but just kind of the experience who I'm with and, you know, actually enjoying the cake. All right, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. I, like I said earlier, will leave a donation link in the show notes of this episode, as well as a couple of links to the episodes mentioned. We are also looking to kind of up our ratings on Apple Podcasts. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love if you would leave a rating. But yeah, also, like I said, I am on TikTok daily. And so if you want to search Resiliency and Running, I've been doing like daily running and swimming vlogs and been really fun so in love if you want to check that out but otherwise i will see you in the next episode bye